2: Welcome back to White Ladies in Crisis. It's a film podcast dedicated to women losing their marbles. We are talking about not a film, but rather a television show. We're up to episode six of season two of Physical. Don't you have enough? I'm Joe Lipset, and I'm joined as always by Gina Radcliffe. Hello. As well as Jen Adams. Hello. And ladies, uh, I feel like we have to begin with the blackmail because (laughs) Sheila did not go to Greta as we thought she would. She turned to John Bream?
0: I know. I was shocked by that.
1: That's Mm -hmm. surprising.
0: Yeah. Although, I mean, I guess it is the logical thing for someone as dedicated to secrets as she is. You know, John Bream already knows about their
1: affairs. Yeah, and and he could get as much trouble as she could. Right, Right. Yeah. And she knows
0: he's rich, too. But, man, I mean, she just went straight to him,
1: you know? That I was surprised by that. Or at least it cut to that, you know? Of course he uses, you know, that opportunity to be like, oh, let's run away together. I know. Oh, my my gosh. And
0: there was a big part of me, I know better, and I know this is not going to be a good situation for Sheila, but there was a big part of me that was like, Just do it. Just blow your life up. (laughs) Well,
1: the problem is is that, like, I don't think either of them really love each other. No. No. no, I don't think he loves her. I think she just represents freedom to him. Yes. And she definitely doesn't love him. Oh, yeah,
0: totally. She's his ticket out, and he is her new addiction.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, like when he brought it up, she just looked like aghast. Like, get uh-huh. the fuck out of here, man! <laughs> you know? I know. Like,
2: Although I will say, I appreciated that her response was, you know, it'll blow up our lives. Before she then said, and our career.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And yeah. Although we do see that there is a little she is getting some benefit out of this because, you know, she is apparently getting laid the way she wants to get laid now, right. which I thought I thought that was really nice for her to kind of recognize that that like she's finally getting the sex she wants, although I'm I'm totally
1: jumping ahead. But
0: mm-hmm. well,
1: I, I feel like with that, like it's because she's in control. I yeah mean, you know he's a mormon he's probably not terribly experienced even though being at least in his 40s mm. and so she's probably just telling him what to do and telling him how to do it yeah whereas whereas you know danny probably would get a little offended at the idea of, you know being told how to please a woman
0: yeah. yeah yeah and
1: i think with danny
0: there's there's like emotions attached you know because yeah there's baggage Exactly, yeah. and I think that she does really love Danny in some way. I don't think she wants to be married to him anymore, and I don't think she's happy, but I don't necessarily think that's all because of Danny being awful, because I really loved Danny in this episode. He's get He's, know? like,
1: really, like, come a, I really come around to Danny. I have, too. I, I, I think he has the best intentions for things, mm-hmm. But just does not know how to go about them, and, and you know what? I get that. I, I yeah, me too. Who, oh, who, totally. who hasn't tried to have a conversation with someone they care about, expressing concern, and that just yeah. completely blows up? Oh, oh my
2: boy. god! He read the books. Uh, he I know. Tried his best,
1: and he approached it in a good way. He wasn't like a. He came from like he came from a place. You know, I'm worried about you. I care about you. Let me help mm-hmm. you. And yeah. she's just like she's just like no.
0: Oh man, that scene! I'm telling, I had a lot of feelings watching that scene, and it was, like made me sick to my stomach because it just You know, not to get too personal, but there's, you know, it's really hard to be married to someone with mental issues, and I just felt a lot of the, you know, situations that or conversations Corey and I have had, like me shutting him out, not wanting to deal with it, and him trying to figure mm-hmm. out how to crack into this shell. You know? Right. And oh yeah, I, I totally just, get that oh god i watched them and i was like oh i feel for both of you because i know how you feel and you're but like that's you just have to do that like eight times until finally something starts to crack
1: you well know? you know i i think that he you know wants her to tell him what she needs yeah right and, and, and i don't She's think that she to. but she doesn't have i don't think she has an answer for that no i no. don't think, and i don't think she wants to change either you know
2: Ooh. That's an interesting piece. I hadn't really considered it. I, I was very much where Gina just kind of left off. It's like, I don't think she's ever actually thought, do I need to do something differently? Like, I think she, she probably knows that it's not healthy and that it mm-hmm. hurts her. But her control issues, in my eyes, would seem to like subsume everything else to the point where she's like, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is how I stay in control of everything.
1: Totally, yeah, yeah, and and like, uh, like, like you know, any kind of you know, drug addict or alcoholic, she she doesn't know how to live without this. Yeah. You know, it's 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 such a part of her identity at this point. You know, just being in control of what she puts in her body, that you know, the, the idea of you know, well, this will be a healthier choice for me, that that doesn't matter because yeah. you have to you have to change every aspect of your life.
0: Uh huh, mm. and it
1: has to get a lot messier before it can get cleaned
0: up and for somebody like Sheila that is the scariest thing like I think she at this point would prefer to actually like have a giant medical emergency because of this than have to change you know
2: yeah, I mean, I'm thinking back to our conversation last week, where we said, Oh, maybe this is going to be the start of Sheila realizing she needs to do something different. She needs to put the work into herself. And that means getting messy. And we were mm-hmm. all kind of like trepidatiously optimistic. <laughs> I know. And this week, it's like, Oh, the, the minute that he approaches her, and she just said, Oh, you read a book. Congratulations, and then she slams the door in his face. I'm just like, okay, so she's not quite ready there. She's not. <laughs> right. She's not right there. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And there are a multitude of steps between like admitting to yourself that you want to get help, and then actually like putting the work in. And she's on like maybe step two or three of like a maybe ten step process. I think there is a small desire to want to get better and and treat her body better. But I think that it's so overwhelmed by fear and this need to control. And when Danny recognizes this, even though he went about it in just about the best way that you possibly can, it's mm-hmm. still like, oh, shit, somebody else knows. I My secret is up. They're going to hate me. They're going to think it's like all those fear walls just like pop up and it, it just becomes worse, you know? But man, yeah. he just melted my heart when he said, um, it's
1: not really about food, it's about control. Yeah.
2: Danny,
0: oh,
1: you kid He her. did, he read the book. <laughs> he, he, he's right about what he took away from reading. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah. he, he did one day of reading, but, but <laughs> yeah. you know, he seemed to have absorbed what, you know, what he was reading. And he should, yeah. because he's a smart guy. Yeah, and he
0: apologized for not seeing it earlier, too, right. which I don't know if I necessarily would blame him for. I think I've got a lot of conflicting feelings about that, but it was just so sweet. I was like, oh, dang. Well, me.
2: I I very much appreciated that because we read him the riot act, I think, last season and then in the first couple of episodes of this season for seeing the signs and not not addressing it with yeah, lot. And you can mm-hmm. see here, he's like... Oh, I think it just never really clicked for him. Like he mm. thought that she wasn't eating, but I don't think he realized the extent to which it was an actual disorder, right? Yeah. And now he's educated himself and he's trying his best. And you're both right. It, it really, oh, it brings him a lot further along in my esteem as a result.
1: Same. well well he I, th- I think what kind of uh, uh, flipped the switch in his brain is the maya tells him that she, she's seen sheila eat cheeseburgers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know and and apparently i didn't i don't know if i got this before that sheila had encouraged him to be a vegetarian at some i didn't point. either no no
0: um
1: and so i i you know for danny it's like okay that's something's wrong here If she's eating you know red meat and all
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And kudos to him, too. I think you can see his maturity in that he didn't get mad about that because I feel like season one, Danny may have felt betrayed that she had been eating meat or something silly Mm -hmm. like that. You know, I mean, not that that's silly, but that's hardly the issue, you know.
2: Well, and even the way he broaches it with Maya, right, where he says, oh, is this something that you saw in your dream, like the mermaids? And when she Mm -hmm. says no... He actually believes her. He doesn't say, "Oh, you're just a dumb kid. You're making stuff up." Sheila would never do that, and I think yeah. that's another sign of his progression.
1: I agree. Well, yeah. He, I mean, he has seen the pattern of her keeping secrets from him, right? Yeah, with the with the, with the uh, you know embezzling the. The election funds and you know, I think he knows that she kind of I don't I don't know that he knows she's having an affair, mm-hmm. but I mean, he has he has to notice that she's sneaking away at nighttime. I mean, yeah, you know, he, he's got to get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, get something to drink, you know, whatever. I mean, unless he sleeps like the dead, he, he has to wake up at some point and notice she's not there. Yeah. Well, and
0: he even said something about that, too. He was like, "And you're just going to run away like you always do, which is something that we had been talking about, how she just escapes and then, like, escapes into whatever addiction it is that she's needing at that moment.
2: Mm hmm. One of the things I really like about the show is how it uses visual imagery to either Mm -hmm. foreshadow or like help us, the audience, to understand things. And I love how in this episode, when Danny is reading about like eating disorders and so on, he notices that Maya is just eating that giant lollipop and he tries to take it away from her. And then she starts to cry and he gives it back to her and she stops. And I was like, oh, this is actually foreshadowing exactly how his conversation with Sheila will go.
0: Oh, I didn't think about that. I was just kind of laughing at how she screamed the second he took it away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that could also show, I feel like she's kept this secret from Maya a lot too, but you think your young kids don't see a lot of things that they see, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of just a tiny little seed of like kids that grow up around this environment, may be in greater danger of taking on those habits as
1: adults too. Right. Yeah, and we uh, you know, we assume that Sheila took on the the uh, the eating disorder as a way to deal with her sexual trauma. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I sort of feel like with her relationship with her mother, there was a lot of you know you know remarks yep. about her weight and what uh-huh. she looked like, and I this this might have started sooner than that. Yeah, well, and she was a ballet dancer
0: too, which is you know notorious for having eating disorders. You know, right? I hate to generalize when I say that, but. yeah i mean i think it's
2: in part because the show doesn't always give us all of the background information so we're sometimes left not necessarily wanting but we feel like we can infer or fill in the gaps based on some of the other information that we have
1: Mm -hmm. right just like just just like discovering that john breen's favorite color is yellow (laughs) right who Who likes yellow (laughs) i mean i mean jan do your kids know what your favorite color is I they oh. do cuz they oh, ask they me all the time. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. All
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> I could yeah. not tell
2: you what my parents favorite color is
0: though. <laughs> yeah, oh no, I don't know. The only reason I know my mom's favorite color is she always wants blue slippers for Christmas. But yeah, mm-hmm. I loved the uh we get it. You're a man of mystery, dad. <laughs> it's like, no,
1: I think he's actually
0: trying to make a larger point here.
1: <laughs> yeah, his kids have had enough of his shit at this point. <laughs> you know, I don't blame them. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> That dinner sequence was so uncomfortable. You know, it reminded
1: me of—I mean, I hate to bring this up—you know, with the—you know—person involved, but it reminded me of the dinner scene in *American Beauty*. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it might have been meant to. I, I feel like it might have meant to emulate that.
0: Mm.
2: I wouldn't be surprised because the thing I feel like we've noticed it before, but it felt so starkly in contrast to the other scenes in this episode. All of the dinner room sequences in the Bream household are like shot through a blue or a gray filter, and it just seems so cold and sterile, yep. and just oh, like you get a chill just watching these people interact. And mm-hmm. I think it's a really clever thing to do.
1: Yeah, like how he just stand, he just sitting there, you know, scowling, and his his wife who does have a name. Her name's Maria. 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 <laughs> uh, Uh, It just constantly looks on the verge of tears. And Mm. and it's just like, man, how are you people doing this every night? And John Bream, how are you you drinking milk with your dinner? That's what weird people do. Yes, that's true.
2: (laughs) Oh, boy. So John Bream, obviously, yes, he asks Sheila if she will consider his offer to torpedo their entire lives. Then seems surprised and disappointed that she obviously never does. Yeah. But then... Oh, what did we think about the scene where he realizes? Oh, Maria has gone into labor oh. prematurely. Oh, her,
1: her tiny little baby. I know. Oh, and they said, think they said, "I think they said she too." So we had it's a it's a girl. I think so. Oh.
2: which of course would be apropos for the show, right? Well, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. But uh, I have a question. We don't see Maria at the hospital oh. and i thought that that was very telling
1: like that she that she died, maybe you died? Think? Or, um i don't know if it's died or or just you know maybe wouldn't let him into the room or or he didn't mm. he just he just went directly to look at the you know to check on the baby right oh
2: i guess the baby would be his priority not his life yeah
1: wife. yeah yeah, but
0: I I don't know. I would think it's it's weird because it's like the 80s. You know, I'm trying to I'm thinking about my own birth experiences and like what you would do and not having a cell phone so that you get home and you find out this huge memento thing has happened. And I, I don't know. I don't know what he would do. But I think that's that's interesting and ominous that, yeah, he doesn't because he doesn't see the
1: suns either, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's it, the look on his face, like he just looks like somebody that has just heard the jail cell door clanking. Uh-huh. He's, like, he's like, "Well, now I can't leave, <laughs> you know?" Like, uh, because yeah. what kind of fucking asshole, you know, you know, walks away from his family when you know they've you know they've just been you know, you know their premature child has just been born, and mm-hmm. she looks tiny enough that she's going to have problems, you know, oh, yeah. like de- developmental mm-hmm. issues. Oh, yeah. I mean, and the the mom, Maria didn't ever really look that
0: big, you know. So like, if I'm, I'm trying to clock it, I'd imagine it'd be around 30 weeks, maybe, which is really early for now, you know, oh, yeah.
1: the 80s. Yeah, I mean, she's hanging on. Mm-hmm. But she's, she's still alive.
2: Yeah, because I think if I remember correctly, last episode when we saw when his dalliance with Sheila began, it was only four months ago, and I can't remember if Maria was pregnant before that point. But she
1: was. She 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 told him that she was pregnant. So mm. I okay. guess she's about six. She was about six months along. Yeah, right. somewhere around there.
2: Mm. Okay. So the baby is definitely still in danger.
0: Potential
2: mm-hmm. additional complications and so on, but. Yeah, uh, it'll be very interesting to see if this, again, will this prompt John Bream to sort of reevaluate his priorities? Is he going to say, well, now I've got this tiny little daughter who's going to need a lot more of my time?
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, it better. <laughs> I know, yeah, because the
0: other alternative is he tries to do that and fails miserably and just spirals the other way, you know? I mean, mm. he already, I, it's, it's, this episode was so up and down for me because the scene where he goes to the bar and he clearly has no idea what the concept of drinking is
1: <laughs> cracked me up. Yeah, I, I like, I like, can I get a, a highball? Okay, what kind? Large? Large. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then he puts exact
0: change on the bar.
1: Oh, John. <sighs> yeah. yeah. But
0: I, and I wonder if there's part of him that's going to blame himself for this. Because he has broken all of these rules now, and this is like God's punishment. Well, I mean, lives.
1: it is it is partially his fault because you know, he he's got her so stressed out about this the state of their marriage. Yeah, right. yeah, you know, she probably is ha- was having some issues with the pregnancy beforehand and didn't feel mm-hmm. like she could come to him about it.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, maybe moving from. Uh... Drinks at the bar to bubbles and bubbles. Woo! What did we think of Greta's birthday?
1: Oh, Greta! I, I do. I would love to have some chocolate lava cake. That that cake oh, looked amazing. Mm. But man, mm. Greta was a little too smooth about uh about you know inviting them to you know swap partners and you know basically uh-huh. have, have a four person orgy. Like she's kind of come a long way in a weird sort of way since the season right. one, where she's just kind of like hey.
2: She's fully on board.
1: Yeah, Uh I I mean, you know, that seems to be like something that would be very, you know, anxiety inducing, trying to talk your friends into sleeping with you and your husband.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I still can't believe they went for it. Like, none of us speculated. We were all kind of like, oh, what if they do that? I don't think any of us actually believed they would.
1: I know, I feel like that's the kind of thing you ease into, you know? I like how how Danny's like, "Uh, I speak for both of us when I say, it's time for us to go. Oh, that was hilarious. (laughs) That was when I first started liking Danny in this episode. (laughs) So I think Sheila was just so, you know, taken aback by it. And and I wonder how she's going to feel about Greta going forward, because that sort of feels like a, a huge breach of their friendship where I mean she's practically making a pass at her and, and oh, yeah.
2: it's not practically it's full-on like when she was complimenting I mean yeah Danny was being fully ridiculous saying oh my sexual fantasy is my wife Danny mm-hmm. come on <laughs> I think I speak on behalf of everyone when I say no your your ideal fantasy is never your actual partner that's exactly. like your legitimate life choice but right like, right it's not the same
0: thing exactly that's what makes it a fantasy
2: yeah but the fact that Greta like it was such a knowing look I literally wrote in my notes I knew it Greta does have a crush on (laughs) Sheila
0: uh-huh but I loved when she was laying in bed because at first I was like oh shit she's gonna have a panic attack and I may have been like channeling how I would have responded to being rejected in that moment you know Mm -hmm. but I loved that she was like No, I feel pretty good. You know, it's kind of embarrassing, but, you know, I don't know. I think part of the issue I was having when I was watching the scene is I felt so uncomfortable for Sheila just because she has all of these issues with sex in general, you know. And I Mm -hmm. think Danny almost kind of he was he was being ridiculous about his fantasy, but
1: I mean, he kind of stood up for her a little bit you know yeah he said he he sensed how uncomfortable she was and knew that you know well she's not going to want to you know insult him by saying no so i'll get us out of this right yeah but but yeah i mean like at this point greta has definitely crossed a line Uh and and i i wonder since since you know sheila seems to be repulsed by anybody showing her affection Mm -hmm. i don't know how she's going to take this going forward I know, yeah. which is sad because she doesn't have
0: anybody else that she no.
2: trusts. We, like, these two have gained so much ground, even just this season, right? Like, they have crossed each other's boundaries in terms of letting the other one into their bedrooms. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'll be curious to see if it causes either a riff or if we just try to pretend that it never happened.
0: I My prediction is that I think Sheila's going to just kind of laugh it off. Like, I don't think it is going to be a big rift in their relationship because I think like in the first episode, she was about to have a threesome. So it's not something that's like super foreign to her. I don't think she felt comfortable with it ever, but I don't, I, I think she's going to be okay with it with Greta
2: hmm. more
0: so. Cause I think she wants to go into business with Greta and I think she'll overlook it because of that.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: Or maybe even use it to her advantage in that way. Oh gosh.
2: Well, uh, Speaking of blackmail, shall we talk about oh Bunny God. and
1: Tyler? Poor Tyler. They're my, they're, my cho- they're my children now, basically. I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do you see
0: what I mean about Tyler? They're, oh inca-
1: they're incapable of actually doing anybody harm. I I, I, I I love that Bunny thought they had to go to a church and ask for forgiveness. <sighs> I know.
0: I love that he felt like he had to whisper. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh Creative God. projects make him feel relaxed. <laughs>
0: oh, Oh, Tyler! I man, I I do love that. I like that that term for them because that feels believable to me. That that mm-hmm. is how they would respond,
1: you know. I mean they they were they were owed that money, so they 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 weren't doing anything, you know, evil. Maybe just a little unethical, but you know, yeah. what right. do they know about what do they know about ethics? They're starving, you know. They're yeah. they're they're living they're living at a flop house together, you know. I mean. Well, and I think it's them standing up for
0: themselves, too. Like, Bunny, I think, is very good at standing up for herself. But Tyler is so easygoing. I feel like he doesn't want to have conflict. And that's probably the larger thing that's making him upset, is that this conflict with, with somebody. I think, Joe, last week you said, I think he really likes Sheila. And I think that is more what's upsetting him rather than the blackmail thing. Although the blackmail thing does bother him.
2: Yeah, no, I, it, was, it was actually Gina who's been sort of doing that through line, I think, for for most of Mm. this season and we definitely saw it right like when when he gives sheila the tape and she walks away and she's basically like fuck you both like this is this is scorched earth situation and tyler actually apologizes and you could kind of see you're like (laughs) oh it could still happen for you folks it doesn't have to be this way
1: we do we think that uh this brings bunny and Tyler's storyline to an end yeah, I do they You don't think so? You think they're going to no. pop up again?
2: No. If anything, I think the show has a renewed creative interest in them. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really curious to see what they're going to do now that they're not the characters who are just poor and like going after scraps. Like, yeah. they've got twenty five grand. What are they going to do now?
1: Yeah. Is she going to become a rival for Sheila? Yeah, now? I was thinking that. Is she going to you know kind of restart her uh, aerobic studio? Yeah. I mean, she's got the money too now. And Sheila just blew up her
0: whole spot, so we'll see what happens there.
1: Yeah, I, I, I wasn't quite under. She I don't tried. Know she tried. What to, that was. I think that was her trying her, to get out of her contract, out of her contract, yeah. right? Because she, she, mm-hmm. she oh, like cut. It's of, not she family friendly. Of, yeah, right. She disguised herself, so I think she was trying to make it look like just some anonymous person is right. leaving this tape, and then you know, with the assumption that they'll fire her. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, which okay. how
0: pissed is John Bream gonna be when he finds out if he ever finds out? That's what happens.
2: Oh, he's but. going to find out because that's probably going to get leaked because she dropped it off at a news station, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Oh no, she dropped it off for Augie specifically. Yeah, no, she mm-hmm.
1: dropped it off at the at the at Augie's office. Yeah. So yeah. I, I I don't know that, that John Bream will find out because I I would think that that Augie would just bury it.
0: Yeah, because he mm. wouldn't want to be associated with it or think he'd try to find a graceful way to get her out of the contract.
2: Maybe. What did you think of her sort of ramping herself up to make the delivery?
0: I really liked it. I thought- It felt very I, relatable. It Yes, it did. Man, I've said that. <laughs> Not to bring up American Beauty again, but it was very, I will sell this house today. I right? will sell this house today. <laughs> I will yeah. drop off
2: this sex tape today.
0: <laughs> right, right. Especially since we didn't know what she was going to do. I was like, uh-oh. And when John Bream came home, to the empty house. I was mm-hmm. thinking, did she tell his wife? I couldn't figure uh, out any uh. reason that she would, but I was like, what is she going to do? Cuz that was the last thing that I expected her to do with that tape. Right.
2: I yeah. I never I mean, if you think about it, if we can take this step back, this totally fits with everything she would uh-huh. do, right? She saw an opportunity, she turned she turned a big problem into a minor victory for herself because is really fucking shrewd and smart about this mm-hmm. but yeah i mean this is a ballsy move on her yep. part
0: yeah yeah she's putting it out there and i mean i don't know i feel like she might be a little just scorched earth with everything after that confrontation with danny you know mm-hmm. like I don't know maybe she doesn't want to go back or maybe this is going to push her towards leaving more just to try to get away from having to have the hard emotional conversation with
1: him you know Well I think maybe she's doing scorched earth for her career because she doesn't want to with John Bream mm. and and I would like to know and I and I hope that maybe we could get more insight as to why she continues to stay with Danny other other than you know, some level of, of of guilt and maybe not wanting Maya to live in a broken home. Mm-hmm. Although, yeah. although you know, Maya is suffering. She's a brat. You know, like, <laughs> right? She's she's you know really acting out because she knows you know things aren't right at home. Right. Yeah.
2: I do think our speculations are on point, but at this time, like it, it's all just been whatever we think, right? Like we're yeah. spitballing. And it would be nice if this show had a frank conversation between her and Danny. like, what are we doing here? Do you actually see a way for us to move forward? I'll be curious to know if we ever actually get something like that.
0: Yeah. Because their conversation before he, I say confront, although it felt it was a, a gentle confrontation, but mm-hmm. like, they seemed very happy together in that moment. I mean, they've been drinking champagne, but like, it seemed like they were on the same page in the hot right. tub. And th- this was like one of the sweetest moments they'd had together in a long time. Mm-hmm. And then, so I, you know, there's part of me that thinks that that she does really love him and she's just terrified of that. So she keeps pushing him away and that makes it easier for her to like identify and fixate on his flaws. And I mean, he's not perfect. Although I feel like the further away he gets from Jerry, the better he gets.
2: (laughs) Well, and we don't see him interacting with other women, so he's not being a chauvinist pig, right? Like right. We all, mm-hmm. We all laughed and really made fun of him at the beginning of the season when he was like, I'm a feminist now. We thought it uh-huh. was his new political angle. It actually seems like maybe he does believe it, or he's told himself the lie enough that he has started to internalize it.
0: Yeah. Or maybe it's that he has spent enough time in Sheila's shoes that he is starting to actually see the reality of what that means you know i feel like it could have been this like political idea at the beginning of the season but he spent what like six episodes now really being a stay-at-home dad you know so maybe now he's he's starting to kind of empathize with her a little bit more
2: right so gina i'm curious do you think that in four episodes time will danny and sheila still be together
1: you know, I I kind of picture her coming home one day, and he and Maya just aren't there. Yeah, uh, I, I I don't I don't know where he would go. I don't think has he ever mentioned anything about his family or anything.
0: Uh, I don't think so. I feel like we got like a shred of it in the first season. All, but all I know
1: is that her family didn't like him because he's Jewish. Yeah, it's a big, big surprise. But uh, <laughs> but I don't know that he's mentioned anything about his family or if he's in a situation where he needs some place to stay, he can stay with them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I hope that his leave if if he leaves, I hope this is not a, a door for Jerry to come back through because oh, I God. do not want to see Jerry's face again. Nope, I think he would just
2: either. go to LA and stay with the other friends, like her really terrible pregnant friend.
1: Oh, the people oh, like yeah. the people like lived on a cliff or something like that. Yeah, like uh-huh. downside. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Side
0: note: We forgot to mention, or I forgot to say in that episode about how she's like, I hate my kid. I think I got a bad <laughs> one. It's <laughs> <Yes. laughs> like, Oh my god! Oh, lady.
2: Uh, but also kind of relatable.
0: Oh, totally. I mean, I love my kids, but it's hard, you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, it's like, uh, especially when they're that young, but I don't know. I don't see. Maybe it's that I don't want them to separate because I really, I I really see a lot of like my past and Sheila. I'm like, oh, if I'm they so just glad go into
1: therapy, but, but couples know. couples therapy wasn't a thing yet, and then no. just like, you know, come on, just you know, you know I don't know. I can't even tell. Them, oh, wait a couple more years because they can't wait a couple more years. No, right?
2: They don't have a couple more years.
1: No. Mm-mm. Well, and when
0: John Bream and Maria went to therapy, he said, "Hey, you should just get pregnant." You know. Yeah. Uh, Maybe Danny will at least back off of that after now that he knows that there's a larger issue here, you know?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think his priority moving forward will be trying to break through to Sheila. And it'll just Mm -hmm. be a question of whether or not she ever wants to hear it from him.
0: Yeah. And how much he's willing to work for that.
2: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. So thinking ahead, we have four episodes left in this Mm -hmm. season. Where do we think the story goes next?
0: I think Tyler's going to find a creative project that really does calm him down. I (laughs) hope so. (laughs) Side note, I love how he keeps sticking this tape down his pants. It's just the cutest thing. And not because of my huge crush, because it's funny. But, yeah. I don't know. I think it's going to be a rough week for Danny and Sheila next
1: week.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Very cold and distant. And, uh, I mean, hopefully we'll find out you know how how you know mrs bream's doing and if she Mm. you know managed to get through the delivery okay and you know more of john bream scowling (laughs) yeah yeah
2: yeah so i i don't know if this would happen next week but now that we know that there is a sex tape out there and it has left sheila's hands I think that's going to have to come back at some point. I think mm-hmm. there will be a bomb that gets dropped on both Sheila and or John Bream at some point. You know, are arguably when it becomes narratively convenient to introduce more conflict. But I wouldn't be surprised if at some point uh, she becomes more famous and Augie leaks this to the press.
1: Oh yeah, that's like, yeah, that's that's because Augie seems like someone you don't want to fuck with. Yeah, mm-hmm. he also seems yeah.
2: petulant and petty. And pe- so I yeah, can imagine and, him doing
1: and, it and and vindictive. Yeah, I wonder yeah. what
0: he's going to tell his wife as to where he was when Ooh, she was. Uh, getting, that is an interesting
2: dating. question. What does John Breen tell his wife?
1: Yeah. yeah, I think I think that this is a turning point where just like you know, yeah, you weren't there. I think I think his kids are going to be pissed mm-hmm. at him. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think she's going to be as as pissed at him as she allows herself to get. <laughs> right I think, right well i think i think she's i think he's mostly going to get a hard time from the older son and he and he, right. and yeah. he, and he should and he kind of deserves deservedly it, so know. he yeah. does yeah.
0: yeah yeah i feel like having that level of medical emergency too kind of crosses a no more fucks to give line to so mm-hmm. i could see maria really kind of laying into him. Mm-hmm. maybe even kicking him out you know like i could right. maybe see her
1: go in there yeah, I mean really all she needs at this point is his money to take to take care to take care of the baby. You right. know, I I don't get the impression that he was ever really a hands on father, so <laughs> no. you right. know, she's not really you know missing you know that aspect of him if she yeah. kicks him out. Right. Yeah.
2: Okay. So we think maybe they're gonna hit the skids, more Danny and Sheila drama, and then I guess a bidet for Greta. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Although in this show's style, what's probably going to happen is it's just going to be an episode about a regular day and Sheila's like doing some kind of mundane thing with me right. and we'll just skip over all of this drama and we'll <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> so.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We'll I have don't know. To There's,
0: see. These are some big bombs. They probably are going to have to deal with them.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, we shall see next week. Uh, Gina, if people want to speculate with you, how would they get a hold of you?
1: Um... I am on Twitter under Gina Does Things, and I'm also the co-host of the Kill by Kill podcast, in which we talk about horror movies, uh, focusing on the characters, and we have a little side project called Dish by Dish, in which we are re-watching Hannibal. Uh, we are currently almost in the middle of season three, the last season for now.
2: There we go. And Jen... If people want to talk about sticking tapes down Tyler's <laughs> pants, how would they get a hold of
0: you? Oh, please talk to me about that. I would love that. You can find me at Jim Ferratu on Twitter and Instagram, and also co-hosting the Losers Club podcast about Stephen King. Although we're ju- we're covering the Black Phone this month, also I saw oh, yes. that. Yeah, I saw it last night. I had a lot of thoughts about it. It was interesting. <laughs> a lot of them had to do with my huge crush on Ethan Hawke, which I'm sure is oh, shocking. Yeah, he
1: was he was by far the best part.
0: I agree. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and uh, also talking, speaking of kind of unhinged people, um, the psychoanalysis podcast about mental health and horror. So. <laughs>
2: there we go. <laughs> And if people are looking for a little bit more on me, there is a new episode of Horror Queers that comes out every Wednesday. I can be reached at the still my remote, and that's the letter B. And of course, thank you as always to the Anatomy of a Scream Hod Squad Network. Make sure that you're checking out the other shows on the main feed, Bodies of Horror, as well as Good for Her. And of course, we have our other side project, which is the alter Tapes, where we're looking at horror shorts every week. But that is it for this week. We will be back next week with episode seven. But until then, rescinded.
0: <laughs> oh, I love Tyler.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Anatomy of the Scream pod Squad.